Go ahead, do what you gotta do. Okay, I think we're recording now. How do you, oh no, now we're recording. Cool. Uh, but yeah, you just keep saying whatever you were saying. Oh yeah, no, I was saying, um, you know, the MacBook Pro, this, their microphone and their speaker setup is pretty damn good. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it, you know. Cause you know, I have a, I have a $2,000 Dell laptop for work, right? And this is a technically a $1,500 a MacBook Pro setup. The speaker and the microphone on this on this computer is far greater than my work laptop. And like I said, my work laptop has much more RAM. You know, has a better core processor. It's a much better spec laptop than my MacBook Pro. But the I can, thing is, is that um, Dell's have really good. Not even just Dell's, but other. Well, actually, yeah, Dell specifically, because doesn't Dell make uh, Alienware? Uh, I believe they do, yeah. Let's fact check that real quick. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do. Yeah, uh, sure. But yeah, we do need some some fact checking. Yeah, yeah, we can be sprints. <laughs> can be going out here. Okay. I mean, yeah, we also could just let the, huh? Yep, is yep is Dell. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, they make some pretty damn good hardware but the only thing about apple is just that they bring that shit together man they have a vision and they utilize that yeah all the way around i mean like you said there are many many features on an iphone i'm sorry that are not on an iphone that android has had for years like a prime example when i was in high school and i had a the first that like a sony cell phone you know i had the swipe to type iphone just got that what last year year a year and a half ago but most people don't care about those kind of features because they sell you on their lifestyle and their brand. Yeah. Like you said, you had the whole entire Mac OS ecosystem, which to my many viewers, the Mac OS system is actually very easy to use. It's just that it's so much different. The thing is, is that no. most people know that y'all are just getting late on the train. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm making a mistake. I love PC too. Like I said, it has its advantages. But I will say, like I said, if you can learn Mac OS, I recommend it. It's very easy, but it's just much simpler and different compared to Mac. And it's really weird. Like, I'm still struggling to this day. And I've had this thing for five months now. You know, I have only, well, I mean, I've had my Mac for, what, a few years now. We should also stop sucking Apple's dick for a minute. <laughs> uh, but... At some point, you just got to trust them because they obviously know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even though it seems crazy, and I hate that we're in a uh, situation right now where we just have to blindly trust these huge tech conglomerates. But I mean, like, uh, that would be like second guessing Apple is like second guessing Google. Uh, who in the world is in a position to do that? <laughs> um, it was Yahoo for a long time, but you know how Yahoo that, is so like inconsequential in comparison to Google. Now it's kind of yeah. like y'all are some stupid fucking people. And I'm not <laughs> gonna say they're stupid because you know hindsight is in 2020. But damn, Google is literally like our supreme overlords, and uh, we just gave that shit to them. Yeah, we willingly just let them do that. But that definitely is a great segue into uh, the opening for this podcast. 
Uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, some supreme dictators, some supreme overlords this episode around. But before we get started, you know, I got to play it. Uh, I don't know. Why is it? It's still yeah. in my headphones. Cue the track, homeboy. <laughs> Peace and victory to the world of all that noise. Y'all know what we're talking about. This is the Victory Click Podcast starring uh, the Prince of Rhodes and Tony Tone, Tone Man. Uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, some supreme overlords, some dictators, especially Agent Orange and there in the White House. Let me uh, turn that down. So uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of political things. Tony, I will let you get us started today. Uh, okay. What do you want to start off with? Let me pull up Wait. the thing. Where where to start? Okay. Um, well, I first can, we should start off with how are you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well actually. You know, today was uh, pretty good. I tried out this new taco place. Uh, Alabama, Alabama. Oh, sorry, out in my area called Little Minor Taco. If anyone uh, is in the PG County area, I'll definitely I recommend that spot. So I feel pretty good. You know, I'm ready to talk about a lot of things because I read a lot of interesting things this day as well, man. Well, I just got done eating some Zaxby's. I'm just going to give them <laughs> money. I feel like every place that's like a chicken joint just has a tinge of racism. somewhere. <laughs> that's what makes the food so good. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll give you a prime example on a side note. Bojangles. Let that sink in for, for a minute. Good chicken joint. But they call it Bojangles. What is a Bojangle? I think it's a man's name. He was a tap dancer or whatever. It, it gets worse from there, man. We got to fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to look, man. But, you know, today. Let me, let me go to my, uh, my. The thing is, is that I'm literally going on my Apple device into a Google app. My information belongs to these people. Like I said, Apple and Google are, will soon be our supreme overlords. But speaking of, the good old Donald Trump office is trying to be our supreme overlord, but that's not how this works. So do you remember uh, that video that you sent me earlier regarding how America's patriotism is turning into fascism? Yeah, give me one second to pull up the video exactly. But uh, I want to say the video was... It's a YouTube video, uh, so shout out to... Oh, before we even get into the topics, the, uh, the video is by Second Thought. Uh, it's called Americans' Patriotism to Fascism Pipeline. Uh, so shout out to Second Thought. They put together a really good video. Uh, go support their channel. Um, I know they were saying something about... I'm not going to call it censorship, but I mean, they're going to demonetize... They're probably going to demonetize this video too. Uh, so support us as well. But, uh, you know, go follow them. Uh, for everybody listening on YouTube, go ahead on and hit that subscribe button before we get into this. Hit that notification bell so you see when we, uh, whenever we post. Uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Um, you know, whether you're listening on iTunes or I, I think it's called Apple Podcast, your Apple Overlord. If you're listening on your Apple Overlord, your Google Overlord, or on your Spotify Overlord, we're just thankful that you decided to tune in with us. Uh, but the video is by Second Thought. Continue, Tony. Yeah. Tony Tone Man. Saying I was, I watched the video, and in the words of the slang of nowadays, this man was spitting. 
Because let me, because let me tell you something. The video explained to us how American nationalism, like the title of turn, is turning into fascism. And he goes into every single segment into a specific population and group of people within America who are, quote, the far, the far, the far right. He dives into the origins of Fox News and, you know, how, you know, a lot of it, if you look at any Fox News, um, pretty much news story, a lot of times it's either racist or has a specific kind of rhetoric. And the video goes into the ideology behind, quote, the far right and how they're literally pretty much, to, to sum it all up, is built on lies and, prop, and propaganda. And basically, he's now this is aside from your regular uh, news cycle that is also built on. The thing is, is that Fox just doesn't care. They will just blatantly come out and tell, and I hate to say it, fake news. Like they will just that's actually what say it is. stuff. It's literally it. It is literally fake news. And what's crazy is to all my viewers who will probably not watch the video. The video explain how the. I'm going to drop the link in the uh, description. So if anyone is interested, it'll be there. Okay, good. But basically the originator of Fox News literally said he wants to create a machine that spews propaganda to the American people. And literally he hires uh, people for Fox News that are not vetted reporters that actually do a good job, in other words. They're basically media personalities who are there to either fire you up or rile you up and spit you lies 24 seven because if, because the video is a good point that most people like got their news on TV, either in the morning or in the evening, once Fox news rolls around, you know, as social media Texas play, you know, like over time, because like, like bear in mind, Fox news was started during, during, during the nineties. This really, so this stuff really only got started like around me 25 to 30 years ago. And what they're doing is they're going to say, okay, we're going to spew all this false information or, or, you know, all this information that, or that we're going to turn into our own like rhetoric, our own um, story to, to people 24 seven. So basically like, even if you're not at, you know, like watching TV and watching Tucker Carlson, you know, you have podcasts like, you know, Rush Limbaugh, who we all know who Rush Limbaugh is. And then, you know, let's say that, you know, you want to hear something that, that is pretty entertaining or something real far right and entertaining. You can watch Alex Jones, who in and itself is a, a person that we, that we dedicate an entire episode to. But yeah. Now, so before we get too serious, I just want to point out uh, what I hate this daggone thing. Work. Is it working? It should be. Uh, like, what are you looking for? I'll cut this part out. Uh, let it breathe for a second so I know to cut this part out. Okay. I was trying to play a, a sound effect, but I guess I just won't get the chance to do that. Um, I'm not going to hold this up too much longer. You good. But um, let me turn my Bluetooth off. There we go. Oh, no, I remember what it is. Now. I'm back. My daggone uh, audio sounds a lot better this time around. It does. Uh, I got sound effects. I got, uh, what else we got to hear? Happy birthday. 
I'm just Pikachu. Uh, I got a whole soundboard now. Y'all said my sound effects was bad in the last one. I'm I'm here. I'm with it. <laughs> Give me lit. Uh, but yeah, Alex Jones. Uh, nutcase. I actually literally as one of my senior projects or whatever as like a senior thing I had to do. I literally gave a presentation on why he's an example of everything you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> like literally and. Like I said, all these media personalities, as you see, are not credible reporters. Because if you watch a lot of Fox News and the shows and the news they spew, there's literally stuff that is that it, it's made up. And they don't care about telling the truth. They only care about trying to sell a narrative to American people to keep them brainwashed. And okay. we think about it. Look at the image of what Trump's America is. I'm oh, sorry, what his viewers want Trump's America to be like. Literally, they tend to forget that the mess that's going on now was mostly created by him. So he's you know, saying, yeah, you know, the other day, this man literally said uh, he went to a town and was like, this is what America will look like when Joe Biden is president. And it's like, bro, this you're your currently America. president. <laughs> yeah, like, this is literally your America. Like, ain't this what's going on right now? Nah, nah, nah that ain't that is not the case. But no. So basically, you know, with all that in mind, that pretty much you guys, okay, look, you guys have to watch that video to fully get, to, to fully like, to fully like get everything. Cause I can't convey to you everything you were saying. Cause there's so much information in there that will really like blow your mind. And to anyone, to anyone who supports Trump blindly, I would recommend them watch the video. That way they'll understand the origins of the actual news, the news source. I would also that those people as much as I would love to reach across the aisle. If you support Trump blindly, I'm not sure if they're actually even listening this far in. They're they're probably not, but you know what? I still gotta say it just in case. Just in case, because you know some people are still on the fence. I will tell them, look, Trump's America is literally led by blindness. I'm sorry, yeah, by blindness, lies. And just brainwashing all, just all in general. So with that in mind, we definitely need to talk about even more how American nationalism is pretty much fascism. Because like I said before, Trump's main, I would say audience, and and I just say this, it is mostly white people. I'm not sure. I'm getting a phone call. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is my ringtone that, uh, I was saying is that Trump's hotline audience, blink. <laughs> look, bro. Trump's main audience is. Are you still there? Me? Hello? Ah, uh, it's because I'm. Uh... Hello? Yeah, are we having technical uh, difficulties, man? Dang it. We're having technical uh, difficulties. I just blew the F out of me. Hey, hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? Tony? Yeah, can oh, you? Wait. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello. Are you still there? 
Yeah, my mic is working. Hold on. Okay, say something. Hello? Oh, you can still hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Um... Oh, hello? Yeah. I muted uh, my thing because I thought my computer was the one ringing. Yeah, you're killing me here, bro. Uh, I will edit that part out. Yeah, too. Okay. So, anyway, so yeah, so, and I hate to say this, but most of Donald Trump's audience is white Americans because they can go into a long conversation about how the oranges, like the people that benefit the most from these American programs. It's white people because that's what this country was built for, was for white folk. So they're fed these lies that A, immigrants are here to take our jobs. B, you know, we need to like, get rid of all the Marxist people that control the banks. What they're talking about is Jews. Now, I'm going to yeah. emphasize the last thing because wasn't there one man out in Germany who literally emphasized the same thing that Jews are running these banks and running the institutions, therefore they need to be taken out? Yeah. What's I mean, What's it's been actually a few people, but I mean, without saying his name, because remember, we are trying to get paid from this. That is very, very <laughs> true. So I'm just saying this, everything that Trump's America mirrors a lot similar is to that man's, uh, is to that man's regime during World War II. I just want to point out, uh, I just got a phone call and I'm so blown because I just got a text message and was like, sorry, it was an accident. Wow. <laughs> all that two minutes wasted off of technical difficulties because of uh, anyway God. yeah it's not like around that for too long yeah. but um, the thing is is that it seems as if the current American population has just a total disconnect from that from that idea but to go back to the video um, the host gives a really good observation, I believe, in saying that America has always operated under fascist policies. Um, it's only when we bring it back home, or at least in the modern era, we have operated that way. And when we bring it back home, do we find it a problem? However, we have no problem, you know, policing the world. And it's kind of telling, you know, considering the uh, state that we're in now, but I mean, some people literally do view America as the world's police, which is fascism. <laughs> I mean, think about it. They literally toppled a government in South America and put in their own puppet dictators to control their economy. They have they, been doing that in the Middle East. Yeah. And that's the 40, that's 50 years. Yeah. Like, every, like, for example, the Shah in Iran, if I'm, if I'm correct, when he got like, I think we, I think we overthrew and we put our own puppet guy. And, that's, and that really led to the Iranian Revolution in 1979. Yeah. You know, that's literally it. And, you know, like, it's kind of funny how we're, like, like, like growing up, we've heard that anyone that stands away of America is our enemy. And they are our enemy, but we're also told that America is always in the right. But as we tend to do our research and we tend to like, educate ourselves, we start to see, oh, 
No, not all, not all the time. In fact, in the slightest. In fact, ever since World War II, everything that America has done was in the interest of the government, not to say for the better, the betterment of the world. You know, or its people. Yeah, and that's where you know you look at quote the Soviet Union. You know, like we don't see them as just a pure enemy. Way how communism and socialism was such a taboo of a word after you know World War II that. If you say you like if you support the Communist Party, you were an enemy of the state in some sense. Well, the thing is, is that America is supposed to be this land of the free, home of the brave, and all that stuff. But who is setting the agenda of you know who's the person to draw the line and say, okay, we are not with socialism, we are not with this. That's the uh, thing. Hmm? I really the thing is that. I, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Now, like, bear in mind, people just You're breaking up. We, you said what? You were breaking up. Sorry. Okay, I you, think we you, should run this conversation back. Okay. Uh, I will try to keep whatever we can. But dang. Are Let's try this again. I'm going to stop recording. Okay. Give me one second. Okay, I got you. Three. Two, one. I hit record like five seconds ago. I didn't know if it would give me a countdown or not. No, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, uh, where was I at again? Because um, I was talking about, um, like it just skews the, like it, it just skews the attitude that we have towards socialism because, in a sense, quote some socialist policies are just for helping out certain population in America, like helping the poor or, you know, helping people that are struggling on their feet, you know, but anything evolving around those work is just automatically deemed as quote, uh, the taboo. Enemy. Yeah, like, yeah. The enemy. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Taboo and quote the enemy. And of course they always need someone that is an image of the enemy and, and the enemy they use is either, you know, black folk, immigrants, you know, Hispanics going to quote stealing our jobs. You know, brown pe- people are deemed as you know terrorists, especially after you know nine eleven and stuff like that. You always need. Oh, enemies. by the way, what what's today's date? Nine today 12. twelve. Maybe we should tell them when we're recording this in case we got to drop this later. But um, do you tell people happy nine eleven? I feel like that would be super uh, inappropriate. No. What do you I- say? Happy Patriot Day. Why have we turned that into a patriotism thing? Because, like you said, I hate to say this, it sounds to me as if they were able to capitalize on, you know, like an, a quote, tragedy. Yeah, here we go. They were able to like capitalize a tragedy and turn that into feeling it's American patriotism, you know, supporting a war, you know, going to war, stuff like that. You know, the and Patriot Act. I don't know what this is going to do for the algorithm, but Jesus, the Patriot Act is probably the most authoritarian thing we have ever, like piece of legislation I've ever heard of. And I'm not a lawyer or anything like that, but Jesus Christ. I mean, I single-handedly would put a lot of that on, or the things we, the way things are now on that. I mean, a lot of it does have to do with good old Ronald Reagan himself, but um, good old Reaganomics. 
the, the war on drugs, everything he did was just who did who did his presidency benefit? His presidency only benefited those one percent, which is where I was going to say next is that literally, you know how the saying that rich get rich and poor get poor, and people kind of you know scoff at it. No, that's actually happening. I'm giving just the people a prime example. The money that the U.S. economy has made or gained over the last 10 to 20 years, 90% of it has gone to, I think, less than 10% of the population. Basically, us middle-class folk, us like, you know, regular old Joes, we did not receive a lot of the rise in GDP and the amount of money that America has made. Only those that who own, that are like a part of like the top 10% to the 1%, the 1%, the 1%. There's a reason why the middle class is getting smaller, but yet the rich are getting much richer. In fact, even this pandemic already exposed how someone like Jeff Bezos can make, I don't know, 90, like a billion dollars in a short span of time, yet that there's a large amount of people in America that are literally out of jobs. Now, I do, again, like I want to point out, I do not hate any billionaires, especially if they want to sponsor this podcast. No, we don't. Uh, but I, you know, I do just want to point out they do have a service that everybody uses, you know, uh, I don't know where the world would be without a Google, without an Amazon and all that stuff. Um, but with that being said, you are right. It does very disproportionately, um, advantage the 1% more so than it does the rest of the United States population. And that's, uh, and that's, yeah, and that's the issue I have. It's like it's not that the billionaires made money. No, they're supposed to make money. Of course, they earn that money. But it's just that us people didn't receive. I'm sorry, we didn't see or receive our fair end of the deal. If you know what I mean. It's like now, you know, here's the thing, though. Yeah. I this is we're gonna go left for a second. The U.S. economy right now is doing this weird thing, or at least the Treasury, where they're just printing money. And it seems like we have found, uh, I want to call it a paradox, but it's really like a glitch in the matrix or something like that. A glitch in the matrix. <laughs> so what's happening is the economy is slowing down, obviously, due to, and we can't say what it is because we will get... Yeah demonetized Um, yeah but due to you know everybody knows what's going on y'all know what the fuck is going on outside i mean that'll demonetize us too but fuck it um the virus um with the virus going on the economy is slowing down now what the U.S. government is doing, and if I'm not mistaken, other governments of the world, um, they're printing money to pay for a lot of this stuff, right? And they're printing and just printing and printing and printing and, you know, just shipping it out. Uh, However, typically the issue with printing money is that it causes inflation, right? It sure it should. The thing is, is that because the economy is slowing down, um, 
it's kind of like if we inflate it, it, all it would do is speed the economy back up. So for listeners at home, the economy typically grows about 1% every year. Um, like 1.5% yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it does that pretty steadily. Now, as long as we can print money on pace with that, we shouldn't have any wild like increases in inflation. However, deflation is also not a good thing either because that means that we're not growing. It means the value of the dollar is going down, um, no, which like is not it. a good thing. Yeah. Um, so we have been printing money to fight deflation, which doesn't apparently have any uh, consequence we have yet to see yet. So essentially um, we have been thinking of money as a zero sum game where there's only a limited amount of money in the world because there's a limited amount of resources. Um, But it really seems more like money is kind of like a game we've made up and we can kind of just do whatever we want with it. I'm not going to say whatever we want, but money seems to be a system kind of man-made. It doesn't really have a natural um, you know, a natural base. And you're a math major, so to kind of, I mean, we're going to lose a lot of people talking about math and science and economics, but... Probably a little bit, but if they want to get smarter, then they'll join in the conversation. But yeah, continue. just bear with us, people. Yeah. Uh, so as a math person, you know, there are certain sciences and whatnot that exist that or I'm not going to even say sciences, but, you know, science is like the actual application of math. Yeah. Uh, like engineering, of physics. Exactly. Chemistry. Whereas there can be abstract math and abstract numbers and things that like, for instance, infinity. Like there will infinity. never be an infinite amount of anything. Yet we could count and like, even if, let's just say there's a hundred trillion, billion, quadrillion, trillion, make up a number, how big, Particles or whatever. It's still yeah. keep going on and on. Like infinity is really, I'm not going to say a mindset, but it's like a theory, an idea. It's yeah, it's abstract. On. Yeah. Um, abstract, yeah like, look, abstract math is a real thing. Imaginary yeah. numbers, yeah. Um, that is to say that we have thought of money as this thing that it has to have a real world comparison. However, it seems kind of if it kind of seems like the math is actually the more important aspect here of making money work and less of the science and the economics. Now, granted, I am not an economist. I am not a mathematician. I am not any of those things. However, I just think that's a really interesting thing. And I only say all of this to say that what if the solution really is just to print more money? What's what, the issue is, is so to any listeners that don't know, the way uh, the U.S. Like, government prints money is through the Federal Reserve, which is a big bank. So basically, imagine if the U.S. Like, government tell reserve, hey, we need four trillion dollars in cash. Okay, that means that we owe a bank four trillion dollars in cash. No, and and that's why they always say, you know, the you know the U.S. debt is so high, apart from like 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 only to other countries, is that we owe the money toward the Federal Reserve because the reserve also needs money to pay it back, which means the government. So here's the thing though. Oh, Hmm? I'm sorry. But I was going to say the thing about that though, is that that's why I really want to point out that 
Um, that is how the system works, but why? That's actually a very, very good point because they probably just wanted to, <laughs> to print as much money as they wanted to. Because if we were to, let's say, have the, uh, the U.S. currency be backed by the gold standard or the silver standard, there's a, a cap to how much money that you're able to print because you only have you know, so much gold in your reserve or whatever, which has this ups and downs. That was, um, if I remember correctly, that was one of the, um, that was one of the, uh, I think the conditions that JFK wanted to pass for his executive order. Like, I think he wanted to try and bring back uh, the U.S. currency back to the, uh, the silver standard. That way, the you know, like inflation and the debt to America wouldn't be as high. You know, it was very controversial. Well, like it didn't get passed, but. You know, that that's sliding cool. right into that that uh, other topic I've been meaning to talk about. We can talk about that in a minute, though. Uh, yeah. But my only point of asking why is because you're right. I do think it is just so that we just don't have an infinite amount of money. But again, if you're thinking of, if you think of, I don't know any other way to put it, but if you think of the world as like a game system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to have barriers and stuff to earn points and stuff in the game. Otherwise everything would just go haywire. If you could just have an infinite amount of pokeballs without having to go to the Pokemon store, Mm -hmm. uh, then what would be the point of the game? You know? Yeah. Like uh, no point. You always win no matter what, because you can always just print money whenever you need something. You're supposed to exchange, you know, some sort of currency for either goods or things to live. That's just how it always worked. You know, like you would trade. I, I think the way that money is now is that, I mean, we have for a long time been using fiat money. Um, and even then, gold is really not useful to us, not in the way that we value it. Yeah, it's like we only see like gold as like an accessory to, you know, our clothing as far as real, like, like applications for gold. It has, I think it's the softest metal out there. So it was very like malleable, like, like you can shape it to pretty much anything you want. And I think it's a good, um, conductor. Yeah. There you go. Conductor. I think, but I mean, for all them thousands of years that people have been fighting and using gold as currency, you think they were using it as conductors and satellites and stuff. Not no, all they just like shiny. it because it looked shiny. Yep. Um, literally while the Europeans traded with the West Africans was that yeah. I think the Europeans thing had salt and the West Africans had gold. No, the Africans had salt too. Are you sure? Yeah. That's the why they really didn't trade too much with them. What the fuck was really more sure? like slavery. What we fuck? were trading with other people in Africa. I, I guess where we traded like with the Romans and stuff like that. Are you? We did a really, really long time ago. But I mean, if you're talking about like towards um what is that event that changed the course of human history for all of time christopher colonialism oh well that too but i was (laughs) talking about colonialism and you know the idea that that is such a weird concept and that goes that kind of ties back to the whole fascism thing just i had we've had conversations about this before off mic yeah about how colonialism is really like the defining event in human history. I mean, I can't think of anything that is more significant 
than the ideologic the ideology of colonialism i mean yeah. and it's kind of weird to think if people didn't and this is not to say that fascism or any of this other stuff is good or colonialism is good um, i'm just not in the slightest uh but if these events didn't take place then a lot of stuff wouldn't exist including these united states of america which Um, then again leads to the point is that life in itself be totally different because colonialism did bridge all cultures back together and i'm sorry not back together it's like it it introduces cultures to like other cultures. Yeah. A lot of like easier it, terms like Europe going around and spreading stuff. However, just so happened to be super violent and extremely well, violent. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause I mean, well, actually that is a really good point because if you think about it, what really drove colonialism all those years ago was nationalism. Yeah. Was it not? And I mean, it literally led to slavery. Well, that and capitalism, but all these isms. (laughs) It's like, there's just too many to try and keep up with, man. But I know is that the Portuguese really sailed out first for the most part. And, you know, they were just trying to make some money in some sense. I'm sorry, not some sense. They were just trying to make money. That's all. They were literally trying to make money. They're trying to find new places to trade with. They were trying to find like a better route to like Asia, whatnot, trying to link the world. It wasn't really until Columbus, you know, took his ass across the Atlantic Ocean and met the natives out here is when we actually like bridged all, you know, all parts of the world back together. Because North and South America were totally like separate from Eurasia and Africa, you know, because yeah. they're not connected as far as those other continents are. And we count Australia too, but Australia itself is a whole other world, you know. Shout out to my Australians out there. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to us in Australia, definitely you get a shout out because what? Yeah. Y'all. Surprised that people are listening to this outside of Virginia. You know, uh, it's um it's like it was really just a way to make money, which might be improves the downfall of capitalism because in a sense, capitalism is really about, you know, trying to better yourself and make more money. But at what cost though? And that's where America kind of like failed to say, you know, I'm sorry, failed to, you know, acknowledge, you know, at what cost am I going to do all this? You know, am I going to make this money and enslave a whole race of people? At what cost? At literally at what cost am I going to enslave a whole race of people because they have a totally different skin tone? You know, like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's no way, there's, there's no other way like, I can put that. And that's where. It's fitting right now, son. I mean, <laughs> And that's where it's like you literally combine, you know, socialism is like, hey, if I'm making all this money and one group is not, you know, like is lagging behind or whatnot for whatever reason, I got to say, okay, these people actually need help. You know, these people like need help. Everyone needs to be treated fairly and equally. You know, some people have a better, you know, opportunities. We will have like a better service to make money. (laughs) Y'all don't know nothing about bars. That's literally the point. Like, we got to say, hey, you know, someone else doesn't have the same opportunity as me. You know, they may have a different skill set. Or they may You're a socialist, Tony. That's what you are. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't stand up proud and tall for this daggone Pledge of Allegiance, come on, put your hand over your heart 
<laughs> and the, the, you know, that's a whole other topic, bro. I was like, you know, this is a whole bunch of BS because socialism fully also fails too because there is no growth. It's like everyone is created, I'm sorry, everybody's treated equally. So why would I go to school and better my education if I could pay the same way as I would be a janitor versus being an engineer? You know? Well, but here's why we have to strip back the entire concept of, and this topic was really supposed to be about uh, politics, but I let's get a little less political and let's get a little more philosophical. Yes, uh, because the only reason socialism doesn't really work is because somewhere innately in human nature do we tie our worth to our profession um, or our use to society like a human life isn't innately valuable or that human time isn't innately valuable. It's only valuable when it's in use. And the best way that's put to use is something that someone would pay for. Uh, You know, and that is going to slide right into the next topic of celebrities, but Mm. I will make it make sense later on. But uh, spit, man. Spit it. Come on. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah, your turn. Uh, So, essentially, what are we going to do when capitalism becomes an enemy of the human race? Because at the way things are going, things are going to get, I mean, we're going to hit a point. We're going to hit some like glass ceiling, or I guess that's not the right term, but we're going to hit some tipping point, some singularity uh, where we're going to do things either. I mean, things can only go, but so far, right? Yeah. Uh, Certain jobs can't cut back to a certain extent. We will kill industries in trying to be greedy and trying to be so capitalistic. Um, And one of those industries that's dying right now is the U S post office. The U S post office is not, you know, it's not a government run facility, but it also is not meant to be for profit either. I mean, it's really just kind of meant to break even, but in the scheme of American capitalism, breaking even isn't enough. It has to grow. It has to make money. It has to be big, big bucks. Do you know, do you know what else is quote, let's say a private, um, a private, Jesus, what's I'm looking for? A private uh, sector. Institution? Yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. A private institution yet really serves the people. Hospitals and healthcare. The thing is, is that we obviously don't acknowledge any of these as public goods, but that's what I'm talking about. We're already in a on pace to just like, oh, you can't afford to pay for medicine? Who cares? Uh, you can't afford to live? in this city be homeless like and we really don't care uh, and again i mean just look how the, we treat the homeless just literally look how we treat the homeless we treat the homeless so bad and i think we put this in the podcast that it didn't end up airing but uh, i mean how many people are really just you know one bad check away from being on the streets you know they get too far behind on their bills or whatever, and that's it. That's it. And the thing is, when you're on the streets, you have no sympathy. Well, sorry, not no sympathy. There are programs, institutions that like that like they really try help. 
shout out to those out there that are like that are i mean these programs helping out the homeless but just as a whole in general like in america's eyes like like into the like government if you ain't working if you ain't owning property they don't care they really just don't you know and that's why i was going to get at with this whole socialism philosophy because um even if even if you're just the devil and you just don't care about the homeless and you don't care about the sick people and you don't care about the elderly or the kids or any of that. Right. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, when none of that stuff becomes affordable at all, because we have killed, I mean, ideally in capitalism, competition will drive down prices. However, public goods like that shouldn't be made for money. It, it really shouldn't. It should not be for profit. Like me having access to a healthcare system provided by, quote, the government should not be made for money. Yeah. It I mean, we're, I think we're even getting to the point where Wi-Fi is one of those kind of necessities. I mean, if you don't have access to the internet in America today, how far could you really get? Nowhere. That's literally why yeah. people always like, like visit you know the library or some sort of a business like the post office or like UPS. That way you know that they have access to the internet. I know because one of my homeboys he had to go to the FedEx building all the time because he didn't have access to a laptop, so he had to go there, print stuff out, and go back home. Yeah, I definitely have had a couple of regular trips to Office Max myself, um, but. That's my point is that, you know, when basic things like that in a first world country, things that should be damn near free um, aren't, it's like you guys want to claim the United States is the greatest country on earth, but literally your own arrogance and ignorance will literally put us back down. We can't live at the rate that we were 40, 50, 60 years ago. Things have changed. We need to change things. Uh but again, back to my whole philosophical conundrum of even beyond when things become unaffordable due to the current system and the way things are just kind of, I mean, I don't really know what's going on right now. The world is just kind of in a weird place. Uh, I said, but I think the balance of powers will probably shift soon. So America, probably. America's starting to get, I would say America's start, America starting to look itself in the mirror. That's what I'm saying. That's the, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, though, right now. Yeah. I mean, because all my money is American money. <laughs> so if this place goes, I ain't really got too many other options. Um, you know, but continue on like, with like, what you're saying, and you said that you're going to tie it back to the celebrities. Oh, yeah. Let's tie it back. Well, before we even get to celebrities, let's tie it back to our good old um, – technological overlords because what are we going to do when no profession <laughs> is the only profession and we now have beaten our own way. We have beaten ourselves out of the game of money um, and thinking of money as a game, making a automating everything ideally wouldn't make life easier. However, who's going to pay for that stuff if nobody has a job? 
That's um, the last thing. We don't know how the economy is going to, to make its money unless we're all just consumers, just consuming the stuff that the government or Google or Apple or Disney provides for us. Which it's is kind of terrifying. I mean, Mars is opening up, but you know, that's going to be so weird when SpaceX has literally a monopoly of Mars. They're going to be the only company on the planet that can say, hey, we can take you to space and you can just live in space on our SpaceX uh, house and our SpaceX ship and breathe our SpaceX air. Oh, you didn't pay your air bill, air bill this month? Oh, Too bad. Oh my gosh. Like I said, another, tell you what, just on a quick side note to my fellow viewers before we get to our topic, I just wanted to point out to all you guys that America is at the bottom of the world in terms of providing a maternity leave for a mother's which like basically means that America has a workaholic problem. That's literally it. You know, it, we think we have an opioid crisis. America actually has a work addiction. Uh, and this is coming from someone who loves to work. I will work two jobs and uh, be proud of it. I like going to work. It gives me a sense of purpose. Uh, I like having a busy schedule. It just helps me, you know, Stay on top of things. I like being busy. Having just dead time is fun, but you know, I like being busy. But at the yes. same time, I want a break too. You know, Everyone I want to be able to take a vacation. Need to, you know, kick my feet up. But that literally ties back to everything you said earlier regarding America's philosophy that if you're not working on making money, then you're useless. So, yeah. like I said, at what cost? At what cost is America just going to prioritize making money and getting better and not realizing that the machine that is making the money are human beings who have children? Well, in my ideal uh, world, everybody would just kind of do what they want. People would only really like move the needle in terms of, I'm not going to say everybody gets, you know, everything. Uh, equally. But I would think that people that contribute good things to society, I mean, I guess that's how money works now. You know, Jeff Bezos owns Amazon or, you know, a good majority of it. I don't even think he owns a majority of it. He just is the CEO and owns a lot of it. Uh, The thing is, I I don't know either. um, You're the fact checker. Aren't you supposed to be fact checking that? Man, look, I was just going with the flow. (laughs) Um, where was I getting at? Oh, Jeff Bezos, again, has a invaluable service. Don't know where we would be without Amazon right now. Um, and in my ideal society, you know, people that yeah. offer... 11%. Huh? I said he only owns 11%, just a heads up, so... Okay, 11%. Yeah, I didn't think he owned the majority, but he's still super stupid rich. Um, but yeah, um... Where was I going? Oh, my ideal society. Uh, people would just kind of create art. And I, someone wrote a book about this and I, I can't remember. But essentially it says if people are taken away from the burden of having to work for necessities and we can just have housing, not having to worry about it or whatever, we can just focus on the things that we want. And I mean, and ideally, let's just say we had universal basic income. Yeah. Um, People that, you know, 
we want to help society, we want to become entrepreneurs and things like that. Let's just say we did get enough basic things for housing uh, so that food, health insurance and all that is covered, right? Right. Uh, how people then spent their time outside of that would, you know, I mean, it would, in an ideal world, I'm not sure how it would happen in actual practice, but in an ideal world, if, you know, if your needs are met, then you don't have to worry about, you know, what great thing you could be contributing to society. So the person who could, you know, be curing cancer right now might be homeless. You know, he might not have enough food to eat and he's worried about his next meal and not solving. He could be the world's issues. It's, It's like at this point, you know, to kind of like go even not too much further, but to kind of like, like go back even more. When we came, when we switched from hunters and from like hunters and gatherers to you know actually like legit like becoming the farmers making our own food, we already solved the problem as far as actually surviving and making food. So therefore, we can focus on you know building stuff, you know, and that's where natural pro- pro- the natural progression in humanity happened. So, and I will say yeah. after a point it was necessary to still have a system like, you know, gold currency or currency backed by gold. I mean, not really, but you needed to have something backed by something. If somebody, you know, had this, you know, Hey, I'll pay you 10 hay bales for (laughs) a slice of your steak or whatever. I don't know what they used to trade back in the day. The thing is I'm actually like, I took seven years of classical Latin. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should know what the Romans were doing. I think, uh, I think it was gold. I could be wrong. No, they definitely had gold and stuff, but I'm just saying like, even before them hunter gatherers and stuff, uh, like when money was still like a brand new concept, you know, it needed to be backed by something. And I think we are slowly evolving into like money really not being necessary, but, um, that's deep, man. That's going to be really deep to think about. I mean, you ever watch a show like Star Trek or whatever? A lot of people think that show is boring, but I mean, I think it's a pretty decent look at what the future probably would look like. Oh, we good. I mean, once the way how we are going with this world, like once this earth is just completely destroyed, Wally uh, painted a perfect picture as far as the way we're treating the earth, as far as how like these are going with the way we handle trash, you know, industrial waste and whatnot. This earth is the going thing to is, be destroyed. <laughs> I am not a right-wing person. They're not paying me. I'm not Tucker Carlson. I wish they were paying me. Oh, my God, I wish. <laughs> However, some of that stuff is actually kind of exaggerated. Now, granted, I say that with a grain of salt as the West Coast is on fire right now. It is. <laughs> but in terms of, like, trash and stuff like that, um, I, again, I'm not a scientist or anything like that. I totally understand climate change is real uh, and it is definitely anthropogenic. Uh, But with that being said, in terms of like trash and stuff, uh, a lot, actually, I think all this trash in the United States could fit in like one landfill the size of like Denver, Colorado or something like that. Like it's not a lot. 
Now, granted, having an entire city of trash is kind of crazy. Yeah. But in terms of like the United States makes a lot of garbage. So, but places like Japan are actually pretty manageable with their garbage. They recycle a lot of it. But I only bring all this up to say that a lot of like these campaigns and stuff that are like, you know, save the earth are really, really deceptive. They're really just trying to get you to buy whatever their product is. Like, and I know we, huh? I say it's a shame too, because the issues that they use a platform for are very real. Yeah. That all the time that they're trying to make some money off of people's emotions and guilt. Like our good old boy, uh, who we were talking about earlier, SpaceX man. Uh, Elon. Good old E. Elon Musk. I mean, because Teslas are nice cars and all, but Tesla buying, starting a whole new electric car company and creating the infrastructure for that is actually not great for the environment. Uh, Now, granted, the clean electricity and all that stuff, Elon Musk has a lot of like businesses he's dipped his toe in. that are supposed to help humanity on the whole. But at the same time, again, a lot of that stuff is just a sell product. Uh, Tesla is not really greener because they still have to manufacture the car. They still have to, you know, produce the electricity. Mining, and even though the ma- look, mining, the make component of the batteries in those cars is extremely destructive to the environment. Oh yeah. I mean, he's also about to start the boring company. Oh which yeah. Is, exactly. Literally going to gut, you know, the earth out. But so you know, yeah. we worship celebrity, and he's getting applauded for that. Which, before we slide into the next topic, uh, shout out to anybody that is still listening an hour in. Yep. Uh, you know, like I said. If you're listening to us on YouTube, give us that good old like, give us a subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment, tell me, uh, I don't know, weigh in on this. Um, This is where we're going to start putting user questions. I'm going to start asking y'all something every week. Y'all can drop the answer in your cash app. I'll send y'all a little shumpin shmumpin. Um, (laughs) I would love to see how that smell, something shmumpin. Some some shmoney. Okay. Mm. So, how about this? <laughs> the funniest way somebody can spell that out, I will just cash at them. Just leave, you know, a bunch of uh comments for that. Uh spell that out. Shum shmum. Uh funniest mm-hmm. spelling, I'll just send five bucks. Um get some free follow, this is yeah, free, free money, money, y'all. So do it. Um follow me at Prince of Roads on everything, Twitter, IG. I don't use TikTok. Um, I mean, pretty soon nobody's about to be using TikTok, but uh, I do have an account. Follow me on that. Follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Apple Music. Follow this podcast on everything. Uh, Go follow the playlist, the Victory Click playlist. Um, I'm going to leave a link for that in the description down below as well. Um, You know, Tony, you got anything you want to plug before we go over the hour mark? Not just yet, man. Not just yet. Are Are you for right now? Another to okay. promote except love and peace. Love and peace, peace and victory to the world. You know, a wise man once said that. That wise man was me. 
Yes, and victory to the world and all that noise. You know what I'm talking about? This is the Victory Click Podcast. Like I said, shout outs to anybody who's listening one hour into this. We are only just getting it kicking. Um, let's talk about the next topic of celebrity worship. Uh, yeah. I've always called that celebridum. Uh, dumb being D-U-M-B. Because why do we worship celebrities? Oh, well, it can be for multiple reasons. Like there really is no black and white answer, but I can give an example. We can say that some kids just want someone that they can look up to. So they model almost their entire life behind somebody, which of course is to the detriment of themselves for their own future. Uh, for their own but future the thing is, is that celebrity for the most part has always worked in the sense that like, oh, if you are a famous actor, you know, people will show up and buy your acting product. And maybe this has to do with the internet. Like, you know, if you're an actor, they can put you in a show or something and expect your fan base to show up and buy tickets to that thing or tune in that night to watch that show. Yep. But at some point in time, celebrities just became the go-to personality, not personality, but they just became the go-to voice on every opinion, every matter, every political issue. You know what? Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle said it best. Yeah, I was just about to go there. Who gives a fuck with Jarl at a time like this? Jarl, <laughs> where are you? Where's Jarl? Man, yeah. But I'm going to call that the Jarl effect. Uh, I should write a book about this. I should write a lot of books, but... Maybe I should name the episode that the jaw rule effect. Not a bad, not a bad idea, man. Now, hopefully, we just can't get sued by jaw rule. But isn't he involved with the fire festival scandal right now? Isn't he still in court for that? You know what? I'm gonna hold off on giving an opinion on that just yet because I don't want to get sued either. So I'm gonna hold off. Hey, that shit didn't happen. <laughs> they put up a whole documentary. <laughs> no, didn't they tell that guy to suck some dick? <laughs> for uh, the fire festival to happen, dude, I have no idea. Like, I have not done too much research into the fire festival, but I definitely you didn't know. hear about those two documentaries. They put one on Netflix and one on Hulu. I no, watched. Like, I never. No, say like, I never watched them. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. I never like watched them yet, so I haven't gotten the full details. But I know just like just of everything. How this is just a whole entire scam. Like, if people were stuck on the islands with like old styrofoam things with like a pickle and bread and cheese you know i don't want to spoil anything for you because i mean it really was a scam but i am just gonna say uh i'm pretty sure one of the executives or whatever that was managing the festival went to somebody and was like hey we need some cash and they were like what are you willing to do for it and i think he said he gave that man some top (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I could just be remembering that wrong, but I don't think that's something I would just make up. I got to check, check it out. He probably did something highly, not even like egregious, but just non-conventional to get some money. And and I mean that in the most polite way of saying he probably sucked some dick to get some money, man. Hey. But it's Sometimes like, you just need $20. But it's like, you made a very good point. You know, where uh, I also noticed that the media, I'm going to call it, quote, news, the news itself is already being attacked in terms of, like, stripping the credibility away. 
And Donald Trump really like didn't start this. It was really like mostly Fox News, pretty much. Like he like, is the person who made it a catchphrase. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, fake yeah. news. Yeah, fake nobody news. said that ten years ago, just openly. Oh, that's fake news. So it's and like, they just kept having a conversation. It's like, no, we're just not gonna. No, you're just not gonna dismiss these facts. <laughs> and then just keep going as if I didn't just resent this information. Not at all. So basically, like anyone can, and and it says, but social media has created a, plat- a, a beautiful platform for everybody. By everybody, it includes nutcases. So anyone that way, has a platform, everyone, follow <laughs> us on this platform. Uh, we will give you ASMR if we have to. This platform is. Uh, <laughs> We're basically whores. We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> but basically, That's not OnlyFans. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I gotta have OnlyFans. No, nah, no, no, God, no. Basically, you know, it's like now that everyone has a platform, everyone ha- has opinion on stuff. And, you know, like social media has definitely pushed for. I was like, it pushed it allowed people to push their their type of agendas. You know, like any way to make money, you know, like influence kids to do this, 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 and this. So basically, you know, celebrities now compared to they did in the 60s have a lot, a bigger platform to voice their opinions on a lot of matters. Even if it's right, even if it's dead 100% wrong. And we can talk about the woman that started the whole anti-vaccination wave to, you know, celebrities that just are so famous that their opinions matter and stuff. Like people asking about Ja Rule about this attack where I'm like, hold on, I want to talk about, hold on, I want to hear the opinion about this from someone who is- Or why Mr. Uh, Kardashian West feels entitled to run for president of the United States. Or even why Donald Trump felt he was entitled to run for president of the United States. He was nothing but a celebrity. He was not even a good businessman and he's dumb as all get out. Do you know who else was a a successful actor turned- this uh, sorry, actor turned a president, the devil himself, Ronald Reagan. I am American. America's the best. He I'm gonna put that know. sound effect in there. That six six six. He's talking about the devil himself. The devil himself. <laughs> you know, even with you know all that in mind. One more time for me, Ronald. <laughs> I forgot his middle name. Reagan. Six letters in each title. What is that? Devil. That's six. Actually, hold what on. is his middle name? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm gonna look that up too, real quick. Because if it's six letters, that's not funny. It is. It, oh shit, Wilson. Shit, Ronald. Wilson. Oh, you gotta let it breathe, Tony. Wilson. Reagan. That's the last time I'm doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but. Yeah, literally, that, uh, that's actually terrifying, but I'm going to go past that for right now. I got to remain prof- 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 a professional. Basically, you know, nowadays, like I said, celebrities are so worshipped. And I think it's, it's mainly because, you know, I, I would say social media, but, you know, I really can't exactly say it's just social media. I think what we have to do is that who has the most clout? Celebrities have more clout than most political leaders unless they're, you know, popular among the people that use social media. That is mostly younger folk, you know. And whenever someone has clout, you know, whatever they say is going to get attention, you know. So if I have 
100 million like viewers on I'm sorry like 100 million followers on like on Instagram or Twitter and I say hey you know here's my opinion on this political issue this candidate is you know is who I'm voting for it's a high chance that a few million people are going to listen to what I'm going to say even if what I say was a thousand percent wrong point is that I actually have you know the clout the following people actually listen to me you know and it's kind of sad because you know during the 60s you know especially in our community it was really the the philosophers the political leaders you know the preachers the highly like the highly educated like like um like experts in these political issues in these like soul any social issues are the ones that we listen to but, you know well were, but then i gotta think back on that though is yeah. that just us looking back on it and going oh you know just cherry picking I mean, I can't really name too many celebrities from the 60s. Uh, but maybe that's just always been the case. Maybe it's just always been that celebrities um, have just dominated the, you know, I guess the scene. Oops. Yeah, I mean, that but, might be, man. I mean, that might be it. But it's like, take it a prime example now what's going on in, you know, Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality. The ones that who are really at the forefront for the most part are athletes and celebrities. And, and not the like, people who actually started the movement. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I feel like they were at the forefront. And I did just want to take a moment. Let's just have a quick moment of silence for uh, all of the cases of people who have died in the hands of the police or even just who have just been brutalized by the police. Um, what that's it by radicals you know who have decided to kill us because our lives are expendable yeah so let's just let that breathe for a second feel that uncomfortableness um but you know i almost feel like at least in america we have the people who are actually the faces of that movement in particular are actually the people who are the victims, which in a way is kind of a good thing, but it's also kind of a bad thing because it's just kind of funny um, because what it ultimately comes down to is it's not even the celebrities or anything. It really ultimately comes down to the the fans uh, because the media is nothing more than that. It is the media and it's the middleman. Yeah. Uh, Which actually you were going straight to my next point is that the media is driven by the people as far as what we want to see, not necessarily, you know, people that are in charge because, or even the way things necessarily are, which is why the fact that the victims of, you know, a lot of the tragedies that happen in the United States become the faces of, of these events or these issues. However, their stories are up to the interpretation of the masses. Um, and with that being said, yeah, yeah I'm going to give myself the drop on that. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for it too, that man. being said, that is exactly why it is essential for black creatives, black thinkers, black anybody uh, to use their platform 
productively, not even productively, but just to use that shit, flex that shit, you know, yeah, funks that flex that, that shit. That's called yeah. motherfucking bars, nigga. Uh, but yeah, that's why it's super important just, you know, for black people in general, uh, there are not too many black media companies out there. Um, but the closest thing we have to black media is black celebrities. Black celebrities. Um, and also, is, um, geez, what's my man's name who is suing Comcast right now? Oh my gosh, he's the CEO of um, I forgot that major television uh, a, a provider. I forgot what it's called. So I'm gonna say shout out, geez, I wish I could find his name, but I was gonna say that we have one person who is in a higher level, or who or like who at least I think owns quote a media c- c- company. But like you just is said, is it one, Byron Allen? Yes, Byron Allen. That's my man's name, Byron. Uh, Byron Allen. You know, shout out to him because he is trying to fight to fight for us. You type that in loud as shit, sir. Hey man, see what I gotta say. Uh, there we go. He's the head of yeah the Allen Media Group. Basically, yeah. you know, he is one of the few who is out there trying to say, hey, I know it's the issue with us having access to the access to black TV and black media. You know, that's what he's fighting to fight against Comcast. Yeah, it's a really important fight, and we won't win that fight without our fans. I think I might call this episode "Only Fans" because I think that really is the theme of this episode. <laughs> is you know the media is one thing, but it ultimately comes down to who the people supporting that platform is. Uh, I think we're hitting the one minute and one minute, the one hour and thirty minute mark. Uh, so I think we can go down and wrap this one up. Uh, thank you all again for listening this long into it. And I cannot stress this enough. If you are listening to us on Spotify, leave us that follow on Spotify. If it's YouTube, follow us on YouTube. Uh, you know, we could really use your support over here. It helps us, you know, to keep, uh, well, it helps me at least uh, when I see those lovely likes come in to keep wanting to do this. And just knowing that someone's out there listening uh, makes me want to just, bring the most interesting experience back to you guys. Um, so again, I cannot thank you guys enough for listening. Uh, you know, just stay tuned in for the next thing we have planned. I cannot stress this enough as well. Go ahead on and listen to that victory click playlist. Uh, it's got all sorts of songs in there for just helping you feel yourself, you know, make you feel like you made it big and stuff. I feel like everybody could use a little bit of a pick me up right now. It's been kind of a crazy year. Uh, so just put on that playlist and, you know, vibe out. Uh, Tony, anything you want to say before we, you know, sign same, off? Same old thing, man, you know. Peace and love. Peace and love, y'all. You know, stay Tony, safe Tony, Tony, man. Wear your goddamn mask, please. Oh, yes, please wear your mask and vote. Vote, please. And vote. The election is right around the corner. And don't vote for anybody crazy because I, I will personally run you the fade. No Kanye West. And no Donald Trump. And I'm going to just say that right now. And no D's nuts. No Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why'd you remember? Why'd you bring that up? Man, 2016. That shit blew me. Yeah, 2016 was a year. But that's a topic for another time. Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Victory Click podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.